welcome to the Early Learning Matters podcast series. My name's Donna Dean and I'm the Transition Advisor in the Early Learning team. Today I'm chatting with the Rose Hill Public School Preschool team and we're going to have a look at how the team have moved into a remote teaching space and kept their connections and learning strong with their preschool children and community. So today we welcome Tony, the school principal, Jennifer, the preschool supervisor, and Emily and Maria, the preschool teachers. So thanks so much to your team for joining me today. I've been really impressed with your posts on Twitter and the resources you've been uploading into the statewide staff room. Um, and you seem to be adapting quite well to the remote teaching situations. So Emily and Maria, I'll just start with you. When the situation changed, what was one of the first things you considered or put into place um, as the next move forward? We were so lucky to already have had our parents on Seesaw as a means of communication um, for sharing of daily learning. We sent out access codes for the add-on of Seesaw class. The children could share their learning directly to us. We sent out a matrix of learning experience ideas so the children could develop in the areas of creative arts, construction, literacy, numeracy, dramatic play and fine and gross motor development. We suggested learning experiences that were play-based and at a capacity to be completed in a home environment, such as baking in the kitchen, hanging washing on the line and dressing up in mum or dad's old clothes. We also sent a guide for a daily routine for the children to follow while learning from home. We advised a mix of play-based learning and matrix activities, which we'll talk about soon. And we also encouraged things like maintaining healthy food choices and even asking children to share photos with us of their healthy food choices at home so we could keep some consistency at home to what we do at preschool. Oh, that's great. Thanks. I've seen some of your matrixes and um, learning experiences up on the resources um, in the statewide staff room. They're great. Thanks, girls. So Jennifer and Tony, what was your role in those in those beginning days um, and how did you adjust your staff, um, et cetera, to sort of support the preschool with remote teaching? So we met with stakeholders, Peter Six, and developed, to develop a whole school plan, which involved a short-term plan and a medium-term plan. The short-term plan involving Term 1 and the medium-term plan was for Term 2. Uh, in terms of a long-term plan, well, we hope that the long-term plan is in semester two returning to school, but we'll tackle that a bit later on in term two to see how we're going. We identified the two main home learning platforms that we wanted to use, that being Seesaw for Peter 2 and Google Classroom for 3 to 6, as well as Zoom and Adobe Connect when applicable as well across the school. And the preschool team then worked together on what that would look like for them. For example, Seesaw was already being used, but a plan was formed to take the use of this platform by the educators to a whole new level. The team commenced making videos immediately, which consisted of stories and songs, and it has rapidly evolved from there. And I've been particularly impressed with the way the educators have been able to connect with their students and provide consistent and regular feedback on their learning and we have received some excellent feedback from our families on this. As a whole school, we communicated to our parents thoroughly through the School E-News app and Seesaw on what our learning would look like uh, for the children and quickly identified the staff Peter Six who might be maybe at risk, who needed to work from home 
And this then evolved into a rotating work-from-home roster in deep for all staff after implementation. And distance learning protocols have been created for parents, students and staff, and this has been shared with the whole school community. And in addition to this, we have developed a detailed roles and responsibilities document for staff to ensure a consistent approach across the city. So after we developed the whole school plan um, together with the preschool team, yeah, we developed a, a specific preschool plan, a short-term plan to take us through to the end of term one and then our medium-term plan moving into term two. Look, we all worked hard on, on writing the plans and sharing, gathering resources. We participated in some professional learning. Um, whilst some of us were working at home and some working on site at school, um, the use of Google Docs was vital, I think, in, in working together to develop our plans. The first week, um, we made sure we communicated well with our parents with the information that they needed on how we were going to continue preschool um, learning remotely. Uh, we developed a roster, as um, Tony was saying, about um, the different staff working on site and working from home. But um, we developed the protocols uh, that we sent home to the parents about the distant learning as well and the use of technology, which we thought was very important. So they're all um, understanding the different protocols. It uh, educates expectations of what it looks like to work from home and what it looks like to work on site because things are very different with less children. Um, we developed that and we're um, currently working on a um, preschool expectation document um, in regards to our program communicating with parents and providing feedback. So we know specifically what everyone's ZAC role is. We also uh, are collaborating at the moment to develop a planning and assessing learning remotely local procedures. So we're working on that. We regularly communicate through Zoom and Adobe Connect. Within these um, connections, we have um, we check up on the um, teachers and educators' well-being, which is really important to be making sure that we're all on the same page and how everyone's feeling through this process is really important to be um, supportive and, and we've been very supportive of each other. Yeah, that's wonderful, Jennifer. It's so important, isn't it, to keep to keep everybody um, well and, and organised and um, and keep checking in. Tony, um, as the principal and nominated supervisor, how did you support and guide this process of moving to online for the preschool? Jennifer and I, and indeed the whole preschool team, to be able to continue to work very closely together, even though we haven't been on site together. Clear, transparent communication is so important at all times, but even more during this time. So we daily uh, through forums such as uh, mobile phone or FaceTime, Zoom, Adobe Connect, etc., where we connect and touch base on where we're at as a team, how we're going with things. We discuss issues and brainstorm solutions together. I find the educators have been extremely proactive at keeping Jennifer and I in the loop and giving us the opportunity to add extra value to their work as well. In addition to this, team meetings are still being held at least once a week and actually even more regularly than usual when required during these unprecedented times. We regularly visit the team in person and connect down there at the preschool too, as we normally would when we are both working on site. Uh, even though 
there actually has been no or very little children present in person on site, we still make sure we get down there and personally connect with each other so they don't feel isolated. And I've also included uh, the educators in a lot of information that has been sent out just to principals as well, like from Murat and Mark Scott, they've sent out a lot of information to principals. Well, I've made sure that I've shared this information so that the educators can access this, for, access this firsthand as well. And I've also ensured that Jennifer and indeed my, all my executive team um, and our school com uh, technology coordinator um, are present at the webinars as well that Mark Scott and Mura have coordinated. So thanks for that, Tony. Um, Emily and Marie, if I could just jump back to you, can you tell us what's happening like right now within your program? Like you've got such amazing tools and, and your weekly matrix and whatnot with choice for parents. So so what would like maybe yesterday or today look like in your situation in your preschool now? Yep, so we start a da our daily educational program by sending the children a good morning video via Seesaw. Um, we film these videos whether we are working on site or working from home, um, so the children are aware of where we are when we're not at um, preschool. We usually discuss the weather with the children, we sing our usual day of the week song, and we also ask the children a question. So, for example, um, this week as a part of Harmony Day celebrations, I asked my class how they count to five in their home language. Um, both um, the SLSO that I work with and myself gave an example in the video of us counting to five in our home languages. And after watching the morning message, the children respond with a voice comment to that video um, saying good morning and answering the question that's been asked for that day. So this week they've been sending um, them counting to five in their home language. Um, we've also noticed that this daily exercise has increased their confidence to speak, especially for our children who might be reluctant to speak at preschool or are from a non-English speaking background. Um, we use a feature on Seesaw as well that allows us to send our learning experiences as tasks to the children. We usually post three to four learning experiences a day for the children to complete. And these include fundamental movement skill games, um, art and craft ideas, and videos of us reading stories to the children. Um, and I'm sure Maria can speak um, about more specific examples of those learning experiences we've shared. Also, our distance learning matrix and our modified preschool routine for distance learning. Hi, thanks, Emily. Yeah, we sent out a matrix of learning experience ideas so children could continue to develop at home in areas like creative arts, construction, literacy, numeracy, dramatic play, fine motor and gross motor development. Um, it is all choice-based to give the families a range of ways to support learning at home. For areas like fine motor, we're encouraging peg activities, threading pasta or small objects, using tongs to pick up objects. We sent some Play-Doh home in our take-home pack, so we promoted using that with safe kitchen tools. For creative arts, we're encouraging construction from like recycle packaging they might have at home or any Lego or blocks, any building materials. Um, we're promoting gross motor, sending bunch of move tutorials on developing fundamental movement skills. And then the children can send us a video back of themselves practicing those fundamental movement skills. Um, and we're really just trying to set activities based on what we think the children can access in their home environment. So so how are you, going, how are you receiving and recording that feedback from families against the outcomes? Uh, so our families um, can send us photos and videos of their children engage, engaging in the learning experiences that we've shared with them as a part of the program, as well as other spontaneous experiences that they've engaged in. 
these items that they send us are categorised um, on the Seesaw app um, into an individual folder for each child. Um, we're currently working on utilising a feature on Seesaw that allows us to classify children's work samples against the outcomes from the early years learning framework. Um, we're also engaging in some critical reflection on how we can prepare questions for parents to answer via Seesaw in regards to their child's participation in a learning experience. So for example, um, how their child is developing their pencil control and ability to write their name. So as a team, we're also um, continuing to critically reflect on how we can utilize all this data that the parents are sending us and the work samples we receive um, to write learning stories um, and summative assessments on each child as a part of our medium-term plan. We've also set up a weekly tracking sheet so we can monitor individual participation. And if we see that a child is not participating, we are sending an inbox to the parents on Seesaw first so we can contact them directly there. Um, if that's not really working, we've been following up with a phone call to the parents just to see how they're tracking at home and what their personal situation might be. Are you able to log in or access the online teaching program? Yes, Donna. Uh, we've created a, a shared Google Drive for the preschool team to upload our weekly plans and the matrix activities that uh, Maria was talking about, as well as all the resources that we're using for our um, online learning, distance um, learning. Um, so we um, do communicate through there relating um, all our communications with parents go onto our Google Doc relating to distance learning. I have access to the Seesaw class, uh, which is really good. I can view the teacher's videos, the activities posts, and see what the children have been sharing in response. I also um, contribute some videos myself that the educators upload, which, you know, just greetings, um, thanking parents for their support, um, you know, wishing them well um, and safe holiday. Uh, I can also um, provide voice response and feedback to the children about their learning and well. Tanya and Jennifer, have you um, thought about, you know, this where this will go in your strengths in quality area one and six in your quip? Yeah, we believe that our distant learning teaching strategies that we've um, put in place would definitely be a strength in our quality area one. We, we've really tried hard to continue to the best of our ability to follow our normal um, preschool program. Uh, for example, Emily was mentioning before about response to Harmony Day. So, we, you know, we'd already planned Harmony Day activities and Easter activities and we continued these through, through Seesaw. Our medium term plan, which goes into next term, will support um, even further the planning cycle with consistent documentation of observations and analysis of the learning to support children to achieve the outcomes of the early years framework. And we'll be seeking child's interest to further implement learning plans and individual goals for children to work on while they're, they're at home. Um, in relation to Quality Area 6, look, our families are um, supported, respected and valued in their decision-making for their child and their ability to gauge in, in remote learning. We believe that the journey um, that we've taken so far and will continue to take uh, has allowed us to engage meaningfully with our families and, and we'll be adding strength to our quality improvement plans for areas 6.1 and 6.2. So were there any um, uh, issues with um, families accessing the internet or computers or any challenges? And, and if there were, um, what did you do as a school to overcome them? Look, we had a whole school strategy um, to overcome this. And we began with a survey on what technology parents had available and if they had um, internet access at home. And we've loaned a few devices to families in the big school. We haven't had to do um, that in our preschool, with our preschool families as yet. Um, our educators in preschool, but have provided look support with, to our families with the use to Seesaw class. The preschool team also made up and distributed packs for the community. 
which complements online component to take the pressure off in regards to the technology burden or possible technology burden on on the parents. And the packs included things such as Play-Doh, coloured paper, craft activities, charts with letters and numbers, Easter activities, each child's name in foundation print, just to name a few. Emily and Maria, um, can I just jump back to you and, and say, can you... Can you fill us in on some of your challenges or the big learning curves you found and, and perhaps what you did to overcome them? Yep. So I had some challenges with some families in my class that um, come from a non-English speaking background and may not be as confident with using um, technology, sort of similar to what Jennifer was um, saying. So I worked closely with these families through the phone conversations and meeting with them um, at preschool to provide step-by-step -step instructions of how to download and use Seesaw and we've also spoken with some critical reflection about possibly um, getting an interpreter next term um, if they need some help long term um, using Seesaw. Um, we understand that technology can be challenging um, and take that into consideration to ensure all of our families can support their child to learn from home. Um, like we said, with the at-home learning packs, we also have provisions um, to provide offline learning for children um, if that's required. We also had families um, who wish to protect their child's um, digital profile. Um, I had a couple of children in my class in that situation. So I spoke to each of these families personally over the phone to discuss how we can support their child and continue a relationship with them still. Um, most of the families were happy to post only audio messages and photos without their child's face, um, just to continue um, their values and their wishes to support their child and not give their child that digital profile. Um, and we're just making sure that that's in alignment with our philosophy and the code of ethics. Um, we want to acknowledge that each family has a right to make decisions about their child and we want to be sensitive to the vulnerabilities of children and their families and respond in ways that empower and maintain the dignity of all children and their families. Another main challenge is us not being able to work together face to face. So Emily and I collaborate really closely together and now we're working on site on separate days. So that's quite difficult. So we're now FaceTiming a lot. So we're kind of on the phone a lot, but online a lot, which is different to what we normally do. Um, we've also started our own WhatsApp team chat just with our SLSOs and us just to check on each other's well-being, see everyone's going and all that. And we'll also just continue our regular team meetings over Zoom with our executive, with Jennifer and Tony and as a team, which is really good to stay in touch and so we're all on the same page. In that same vein, what, what were some things that really worked that you didn't expect would work? What went sort of a bit easier? Um, so the morning messages that I spoke about earlier, I found that out from one of um, our kindergarten teachers at our school. She was um, filming a morning message and she just happened to show me um, that she was sending out a message every morning. And um, I thought that we'd give that a go um, so that our children could just see us and maintain their relationship with us. Um, it was just sort of a one-off thing. I didn't think that it would um, become a part of our daily program and just an integral part of the day to promote that confidence and the language development for um, all our preschool children. Upon further critical reflection, we also started um, giving feedback to our children via voice messages um, rather than text comments as, you know, they can hear our voices um, and they can receive feedback and praise uh, verbally as they would normally in their preschool environment. Yeah, so we have found our families are really taking distance learning on board and they're actively assisting their children to participate on their attendance days. Um, the children are responding in my class as well to the good morning videos. 
Um, I also agree with Emily that it's a great way for them to build their confidence in their language because I also have students that will not speak English at preschool, only their home language, but now at home through these voice messages, they're actually speaking some um, English just with the support of their parents. It sounds like the families are reacting well. And, and what about families that don't engage? You touched on that a bit, but what, are you, what strategy are you using for any families that just don't want to engage? Um, so our families have been pretty flexible and have responded quite positively um, to the educational program that we've provided. Um, they regularly send us photos and videos of their children engaging in learning experiences and they thank us for the support um, that we provide. For the families who aren't engaging, like we mentioned before, we're tracking them and contacting them by phone, sort of checking in. We also understand a lot of families are juggling work responsibilities, other children. Um, so we're trying to be mindful of everyone's individual situation as well. And then we want to offer support where we can as well. What's surprised you most about remote teaching from the preschool perspective? Um, so when Tony announced to our staff that we were moving to online learning, um, both Maria and I, we pondered on whether this would actually work and be possible in preschool. Um, we were a bit sceptic at first, um, but after some critical reflection as a team, we discovered how talented our educators are and the skills that they have to make this possible. Um, we have educators creating gardening and cooking videos, singing songs, playing instruments and reading stories. Um, we personally feel like we can deliver our educational program well um, to make online learning experiences as authentic as they can be when they are the children are at preschool. And I found we've just been very flexible and adaptive and we're just posting out suitable activities that promote play-based learning. And we're just making sure we are mindful about what resources we send out um, and that the parents have access for when they're planning at home, when they're working at home. And I've just been so impressed um, with how seamless the transition to online learning has been for all stakeholders, for me, and the positive feedback that we've received from our families has been absolutely overwhelming. What surprised me most was, simply put it, we could do it. I'm so proud of our preschool team. We've achieved things in the last um, three weeks that we would have usually taken us ages to learn and put in place. Do you think that the parents and carers um, have an understanding or some understanding of the EYLF outcomes? We're all very new to this situation, but maybe it's something that we can evolve over the coming term. Yeah, and we're also going to the EYLF outcomes as a refresher in our take-home pack for Term 2. And we're also going to put in links to the EYLF in home languages as well. Um, we also discussed in our team meeting this morning that we'll look at adding the outcomes to the activity tasks that we send out on Seesaw. And we hope this will also consolidate parent understanding. And we thought we'd do a, a tutorial video for parents too about the importance of play-based learning as well and just educate them a bit more on that and how they can implement more play at home and how their child is still learning, even though it's just they think it's play, they're actually learning. So that's our next goal we're working on. Well, this unusual and unprecedented situation certainly allowed us to, to continue to connect with families and perhaps even deepen that, as you, as you were just saying, working forward and have a better chance of um, helping to develop some shared understanding of the outcomes. Um, Jennifer and Tony, well done on leading such profound change in the way your preschool operates and, and you've just embraced it uh, beautifully and uh, kept a really strong continuity of learning. Um, and your school community has responded so positively well done. And look, Emily and Maria, um, collaborative and reciprocal relationships all around. Thanks so much to you all. Keep keep going, keep uploading, keep informing us via Twitter. Um, and I really appreciate you sharing your journey with us today. Thanks.
You're welcome, Donna. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Donna. you. Thank you.